Mamas, this is Krista Rialba, and we are in season two, going into episode number five, and I'm bringing you Krista Kay, aka the Domestic Ginger, and she is one of those women who just know how to totally rock all things at home and organizing, and she's just so awesome in so many ways and has so many strengths that I just inherently never had. But hanging out with her, working with her, being open to learning and like not being stuck in the story of I'm not this or I'm not that has allowed me to feel more confident in my home, more confident as a mom. It's so cool. So open up and get ready to learn from this amazing woman who is so generous and just really will lean in and teach you everything that she knows. So let's do this, ladies. I hope you are feeling good, and thank you so much for being on this journey with me. Let's dive in. Okay, are we doing this thing? That's how we're starting this. Welcome, everyone. This is season two, and as promised, I'm delivering you guys just fun chats, interviews with some women who really support me in my life, but also who I admire, who have helped me on my journey, and who I think you can learn some stuff from. So this is Krista Kay. Hi. You there? I am. (laughs) So I was just on... Instagram stories right before this and I called you a domestic goddess (laughs) and you definitely are that but you guys she's the domestic ginger she is just so fantastic at all things domestic now don't hate her for that (laughs) (laughs) because as as you've done for me, I think you can empower a lot of other women to do. And, um, you know, I was listening to um, our friends. We'll call them our friends. They don't know that they're our friends yet, but our, well, friends, our friends, our friends, Kat and Nat the other day, who are two amazing women with an incredible community um, of just really just supporting women um, in every way. But what they said was, um, you know, we get married and for some reason, there's this expectation on us as women to automatically be really good at cooking and cleaning and all things domestic, but we weren't necessarily taught that. Right. So that leaves a lot of us women feeling inadequate or that we're failing in some way, but also like there could even be expectations, whether the husbands have chosen or even the wives have chosen it or not that they also expect their wives to be like their moms and different scenarios like that. But all that to be said, we don't have to be domestic goddesses, but we definitely can feel more empowered in our household lives, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. So I would love to share um, just really how you've helped me since I've met you. And then we'll we'll just get into (laughs) wherever this conversation leads us as our conversations do go lots of places (laughs) go lots of places so you guys I'll say that um if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning there the inspiration really came from the fact that 
I am a mom of two little guys, nine and five. Um, and I'm also a very ambitious, driven, successful entrepreneur. But I never really felt confident at home. I would feel more confident on stage than in the organization of my home or in the kitchen or in the laundry room or in any of those roles. And this has really been a journey of um, like confidence because I mean, if our, if our house is where we go to feel comforted, whole, complete, and we're feeling lack there, that can have a ripple effect in our overall confidence in what we do. Mm -hmm. right absolutely and if we kind of we're not going to go there on this episode but I think it's coming Hmm? so we're not going to go there we're able to say in this episode but I think it's coming where we share um some stories around postpartum depression yeah uh, because that could also be why I was hit so hard and maybe by why many women are hit really hard by that by this new role and this new pressure Mm -hmm to have a perfect home and to be crafty and to make things smell yeah. good and blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Exactly. So, so Krista and I, we are very, we work together and we talk almost nearly every day with our mutual partnership with an incredible wellness company, which I've already mentioned a hundred times since I started this podcast. <laughs> the best um, company. <laughs> absolutely the best. Um, but what you've helped me to do, it's like, you've, you've run some really fabulous workshops locally and also just kind of like watching you do your thing, even though I'm not always a hundred percent ready to go full blown, blown the way you're showing me, Mm -hmm. you still are able to give me some actionable ways to feel more empowered. Even if I'm eye rolling during the process, (laughs) (laughs) it is still you know, hitting home and to the, the, just to the point where like, you know, I'm a little bit more organized this Christmas al- already. Amazing. Not to the point you are, but I'm <laughs> getting there. And I am feeling excited about doing things like, you know, organizing my mounds of paper mm-hmm. and that having that taken care of, just like I said earlier, it follows me through all the other tasks that I'm confident in and brings a more confident woman to all those other tasks. It sounds crazy, but it's true. It's so, it's so true. Talk to me about it. Talk to me. Why do you think that there's that correlation between organization at home and we don't have to be perfect, but to feel nope. like we have got our shit together? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So thank you so much for that incredible introduction. And you know, it goes both ways. So I've been so inspired to step outside of my comfort zone because of you as well. And doing things that like two years ago, no way would I have ever done. Um, And that's because of you standing beside me and saying, yeah, you can do that too. And I think that that's reflected um, with what I do at home where I feel confident and comfortable to be able to inspire other people like yourself to do that as well. And it doesn't mean that, you know, everybody has to do it the same way. And I would say, don't, don't Mm -hmm. copy what other moms are doing. Find your own lane and stick to it. Stay in it. 
And one of the biggest family values that we have in our home is stick to what you're good at. So it doesn't mean that you have to be that for everybody all the time doing it all. Cause I'll tell you, um, I don't, I don't do all jobs all the time. I do what I enjoy and what I'm good at. And my husband plays his role in that. And if it's something that both of us don't particularly enjoy, well, then we tackle it together. And I think that that's what needs to empower moms who are feeling lost is to open up that dialogue with their partners to say, hey, you know what? I really don't want to rake the leaves, but what, how could we do this together? Um, and maybe it's, well, then that, you know what, neither of us want to do it. So let's invest in a service to do it for us. Or my husband doesn't do laundry the way that I like laundry to be done because of some of my physical limitations with lifting super heavy things or, and going up and down stairs. Um, we split the job. So laundry, for example, in our house looks like this. It's a scenario where everybody puts their own clothes in the laundry hampers. And once those hampers are full and oftentimes lately have been overflowing, it is my husband's job to take it downstairs to the laundry room to dump it. And then that signals to me, which it just excites me beyond. And actually my daughter is starting getting involved in this <laughs> excitement. Um, okay, not normal. To Love it. <laughs> But that's okay. It's, it's like, it, it's what makes me happy. It's like, yes, I get to sort and then organize these clothes in a way that now I get to wash them. And I feel so good doing that. Um, and then, you know, hang them to dry or, you know, throw them in the dryer. And then I get to fold them the way that I want. And then I have a basket system in the laundry room where it's every family member, and there's four of us in our house, has their own laundry basket. And then, you know, I fold everyone's clothes and I put them in the basket. Well, when the basket's full, that signals my husband again to bring the baskets upstairs and then put them in the places in the house. So like in the kids' bedrooms, in our bedroom, and then everybody puts their own clothes away. So it's also empowering the kids to participate in the household chores. So it's not all on just mom. It's not all mm -hmm. on just dad. It's not all on these expectations of the kids. It's we're doing it together. Mm -hmm. And with my son's, you know, limitations and just differences that he has, sometimes it's overwhelming for him. So for him, you know, we'll just play, we'll play the game. Let's unload your, like I, I turn everything into a game. It's like, let's unload your laundry basket and we'll play the sock matching game or, you know, and, and then it turns into like hockey in the hallway. Like it's, it's fun and the kids get into it, but at the end of it, the laundry's put away and no one's crying, stomping their feet, being upset. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's the, that piece. And then everyone has, you know, their clean clothes in their drawers and it's all put away and it's, it's just like a routine that flows. It doesn't happen on a specific day of the week. It happens when it happens. Um, so I don't schedule everything like down to a T. And I think that that's where a lot of people get caught up um, with falling into those expectation traps 
is mm-hmm. when they think that there's a specific schedule. Tuesday, I do this. Monday, I do this. Rather than going with the ebbs and flows that life presents you. And if you have a pocket of time to fill it in with a household task, if you're home and if you're not home, it'll get done another day. It doesn't have to be on such a strict regimented schedule. Um, And I think that as like when I was a first time mom 11 years ago, um, I really felt that, okay, Mondays I had to do this and Tuesdays I had to clean the floor and Wednesdays I had to change the sheets or whatever it was. And I, and I would get more down on myself if I didn't do the task on the day where I had it written down that that was the day I was supposed to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then there's like no self-love in that process. It just becomes, yeah. And it's like, you know, you and I and our team and a lot of people in our circle, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about joy is our job. Yes. And, um, and no matter what everyone who's listening, whatever you do as a career or a business, this is like literally one of the secrets to life is if we're not having fun, we are literally setting ourselves up for resistance in life, right? Yeah. So not, not everything's going to be a total blast, but things yeah. can be lighter, even the more mundane tasks, right? So yeah. if we're increasing joy, we are creating more of an attractive energy field for ourselves and our family for more good things to flow, right? 100%. Yeah, um, exactly. And, that's the thing is like you, like, again, like little things that you say, like even in this conversation, it's reminding me of a lot that I've learned over the last, however long since we've been connected. Yeah. Um, how long has it been? Two and a half years. Yeah. Holy smokes. See, she's rubbing I off know. Me. Um, I know. <laughs> So one thing is like the high fives. Yeah. Like, who does not love a high five? Like grownups are like, if you're like, great job, high five. Like people are like, yeah, yeah. I got it. You know, everyone yeah. loves getting a high five. Yeah. So Krista taught me that, like, that is like, give your kids a task and then tell them to high five you when they're done. That's yep. been a game changer. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Cause yeah. you know, that's a piece too. And I'm sure, I'm sure you find this with your business coaching. It's like, you know, it, it comes so naturally to you. So you're always like sharing ideas and telling people different things, um, you know, recommendations that they should or shouldn't do. But sometimes the feedback doesn't come back to know um, whether or not certain things that work for you in your house are working for someone in someone else's environment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so to hear that is like, that just fills my cup. I'm so happy to know that. But it's such, it's such a great thing. And a lot of children have a really hard time being able to process multiple tasks on a list in their mind. So like auditory tasks. So I need you to get dressed. I need you to brush your teeth. I need you to pack your bag. Um, and then I need you to put on your shoes. So say for example, that's like four tasks. So the kids will be like, okay, wait. So I put on my shoes because that's what they heard last. Yep. And then, then you're like, why didn't you brush your teeth? Why isn't your bag packed? Like, I don't understand. I've never done that. (laughs) I've done that, which is where the high five five method came from. It's like, okay, let's take a step back. 
why did this fail miserably for the last 17,000 mornings? And I feel so frustrated. Okay, guess what? We're going to try something new. And it just kind of came to me. It's like, okay, I'm going to tell you the four things that I want you to do, but I'm going to now tell you the first thing I want you to do. Can you please go brush your teeth? When you're done, come give me a high five. The kid is so excited to feel that sense of accomplishment. And I, I mean, my kids are 11 and six, so I don't know, but I'm hoping that by the time they're 20, 30, that they will be so independent with multiple tasks on their plates that they'll be able to do those things just by rote because they, they know how to, okay, I, I'm going to finish one and then I'm going to do the next. And when I'm done that, then maybe like there's an act of self-care or I get to call somebody or I get to do something that I want to do because I've accomplished X number of things like all adults do, but there mm-hmm. has to be a process to teaching them how to do that effectively. And everybody learns differently. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's just something that has been it's like, I feel like it's a golden nugget. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I can spread that piece to whomever, that would be amazing. Um, but everybody that I hear, they're like, oh, my kids don't listen in the morning. I'm like, hey, try the high five. Like, like it's like that? so simple and it works <laughs> so simple. I, I even feel like I would respond well to that if my husband yeah. was like, <laughs> clean up your desk and give me my okay I'm on it. it's such like a I don't even know it's like must be a human nature like we just want like that I celebration know. and that recognition yeah I mean it's really funny because Ava now my daughter being 11 I'll see her starting to take on more of that mothering role she's got it so naturally within her yeah, anyway mm-hmm. but if I'm you know busy doing something else and I've asked her hey can you help your brother get ready? Can you help him get dressed? I'll see her using the strategies that I employ for both of them. So she's actually taking them and then applying them. And that makes her feel so good too, because Mm. she's like, yeah, I got this. Like I'm a mom in the making. Like I don't know. I just think that there's so much power in 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 teaching them how to you know, just be independent. And I think that that right there is the greatest gift that we can give our children is the gift of independence. Oh, beautiful. Quote that yeah. you guys, the domestic ginger say that one more time. The I think greatest the greatest gift. gift that you can give a child is the gift of independence. So, so it's not coddling them. No, I, but you know what? There is coddling that happens with that. There really Mm -hmm. is. It's that warm hug. It's that I'm going to give you one task and then come give me a high five to I'm going to give you three tasks and come give me a hug. There's, Mm. oh, you need to take five minutes right now because you need a hug. Absolutely. Let's do it. You know, because people are more protect, are more productive in life when they feel heard, understood and accepted. Mm-hmm. But if we're not doing that for our children in a meaningful way, how do we expect them to be independent adults? So it's that gradual it. release of responsibility to saying, okay, just the high five method, for example, 
one task and then you get a high five to building that, okay, you're ready. Like you've got this down pat. How about you go do three tasks and then come get a high five, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's that gradual release. And I think that that is what's going to really build strong, independent adults for the future. Love it. Oh my gosh. I'm going to switch gears here, but before I do, I just want to, for anyone who is lit, for everyone who's listening, because I know there's thousands of you listening by now, (laughs) is is this. Okay. So Krista K, I'm also Krista, as you might know. Okay. So Krista K is inherently good at these things, right? She, she's also has a teaching background. So her strengths are not our weaknesses, just as my strengths that she's been learning from me are not her weaknesses, right? So you can learn from other women, other moms without feeling less than. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a really important part of all of our journeys mm-hmm. is, and that can be anything that can be like, wow, that mom like always looks so together, like yeah. maybe with the way that she dresses. Okay. Well, wh- how can we learn from her? Where does she shop? Does she have a personal shopper? You know, that mom's really fit. It don't make it take away from you instead be inspired, be sparked to maybe learn something from them. And, yeah. and hopefully they have the same collaborative um, outlook where they're like, they want to share. And I think once we take our walls down and I know in a lot of different scenarios that I've recently opened myself up to with other moms, there are walls up, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I think it's just out of fear. I think everyone is in the same boat and everyone is just wants to feel like we're enough and that we're good enough and that we're Mm -hmm. mom enough, you know, Yeah. Um, but once we take that down and you make a friend with another mom, like they want to share, like that's an, I think if that's in our nature naturally, like just to really, to share our, what's working for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Okay. We're I, switching gears, girl. Ready for this? I'm going to like okay. take in the steering wheel. Okay. Right. Ready? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Guide me. So I'm going to take you back to the beacon ale. This mm-hmm. is going back at least a year ago and we were doing a little work. So Beacon Ale is like a local pub that we sometimes do collaborative business work at. And we were, we were there and you were sharing something that didn't work. And I was like, <laughs> fail, <laughs> fail, you failed. Oh. The look on Chris's face was like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like, pure utter like shock and like how could you say that and like I don't fail like I don't I've never Mm -hmm. failed Mm -hmm. and like all of these and I'm laughing because now I'm laughing even Mm -hmm. harder at her reaction like (laughs) no you failed just like I fail all the time so you know we created we've created a culture where we really celebrate failure um yeah because it means you're trying Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Let's talk about that. (laughs) So that moment, that day, oh my gosh, I was like, I was trying so hard to I was like, is she going to slap me? What is happening? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I wouldn't have done that. But I was like trying so hard to understand, to contribute because my teaching education is like, just try your best, you know, share what you know. And what I was applying to that scenario, and I don't even remember what the, the scenario the question was anymore, but it was like, you know, just, just like apply what I knew. And it was like, yeah, no, you totally missed the mark on that one. I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. Well fail. And honestly, what was going through my mind in that moment was self. Um, like I was, I was dissing myself. I was like, well, I suck. Like I'm terrible. Like, okay, well then I just need to quit. Like if Krista, who's been in this business at that point for like over 10 years, thinks that I'm failing. Well then what am I even doing? Like, why do I even bother? Like, why would she want to be in business with me? Let alone be friends with me. Like, you know, and those were the, the thoughts going through my mind. But what was so amazing about it is that we laughed <laughs> and we make a joke about that all the time to this past summer. I'm, I'm going there, Krista. I'm, I'm oh, letting God, everybody what I, know. What did I do? <laughs> so Krista decided to feng shui and clean her front porch. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, most people would take the hose, just the hose, or a bucket of water, maybe like a squeegee, cement, maybe a broom. You know, if they really wanted it super sparkling clean, they would, you know, sweep it first with a broom dry and then they would take a hose and they would hose it down and get all of the debris off the porch. Nope, not Krista Rialba. <laughs> Krista took out the dish soap and <laughs> the scrub brush and on all four, she's scrubbing soap. Yes, yep. you heard it here. <laughs> don't do this, people. Don't, don't. It's not a good idea because a little bit of soap on cement creates a lot of suds. Like, how would I know that? Like, who knows that? <laughs> oh, it was the best day ever. It was the okay, best day ever. Okay, let me give that because give some more I, context here. I didn't. <laughs> I knew you were coming, but then I was like, I didn't think it was going to be that long of a job, but it just got more and more sudsy. And all of a sudden it was like a car wash on my front porch. And this is like an enclosed front porch. And I'm like, holy crap. Chris was literally like, please don't see me in this scene. Like the domestic ginger is going to show up and I'm in a car wash. In my <laughs> like it was... And then, of course, she arrived on time because that's what she does. And I'm really, like, head to toe in foamy soap. And awesome. I just had to feng shui the heck out of my front entrance because I heard yeah. that I read something that if your front entrance isn't clean, the money can't flow. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got to clean it. But, I mean... I get like, and it was fine, but it wasn't like, I just walked up and I was like, okay, well, we'll just deal with this. You know, like just get some water, just make it all go away. Everything will be fine. It'll be fine. Oh, man. Well, okay. It, quick question. Is it feng shui or feng shui? Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's like, ways. 
So have I. So have I. But I think it's one of those things where it's like tomato, tomato. I think both are right. I think but I was I actually, fun fact, my, my husband went to um, York with Rachel McAdams, which you know yes. this. But he was really close with her. Yeah, actually, he totally kissed her, but maybe I shouldn't say that online. Oh Anyways, my gosh, okay. amazing! But I heard an interview where she said feng shui, and I was like, oh. "Oh, maybe it's feng shui." I don't know. Oh, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let's investigate. Anybody who knows definitely needs to contact. Let us know. So let us know. Let us. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, how do they connect with you? How do they learn from you? So, I mean, I'm on Instagram as the domestic ginger and I'm on um, Facebook as uh, Krista K and my last name is spelled K E A Y. And, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where we're at. You have a good Facebook group too. I do. Yes, I do. It is called the healthy home with the domestic ginger. And in there we are, you know, just sharing ideas and um, motivational thoughts, but also I'll ask questions about how other moms feel about certain topics that kind of come up and um, getting those mm -hmm. responses back has been, has been really good. It's kind okay. of affirming. Oh, you're, you're a wealth of knowledge and also you're just so, so generous to, oh. to give it. And, um, that's one thing that's really unique about you is, um, like just your willingness to go above and beyond to help someone with whatever they need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you follow Krista Moore, um, you guys will learn more about her incredible journey as a mom. Um, but she's been through more than most of us could even ever fathom with her mm -hmm. own medical journey, with her children's medical journey, specifically um, her younger son. Um, mm -hmm. But you're still so willing to go above mm -hmm. and beyond um, to help people. And I think that's really incredible. Thank you. It's really I, remarkable. Thank you. And, you know, I'm just, I don't ever think about it in those terms. I think about it as everyone deserves it. Everyone mm -hmm. deserves support and kindness. And one of the greatest teachings, you know, learning growing up was just to treat people how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where it comes from is I know if I am kind and generous and thoughtful and, you know, sensitive to others that that will come back to me. And it has, it really has. And it just feels way better to be kind um, and giving than it does to be negative and to take. It just, mm -hmm. it just feels so much better to give. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's it's, just, yeah, it's true. You and I have that in common. Like we'll go above and yeah. beyond. We'll show up yeah. for everyone, but we yeah. have, a, when we realize that someone's just a straight up taker or oh. yeah, Watch out. Rubs us the wrong way. We give, Watch give, out. give, and then we shut her down. Because you have yeah. your boundaries, right? And unfortunately, the, the people who are um, takers, mm -hmm. um, it's a temporary part of their journey. Um, yeah. But interesting enough, I actually was asking on my Instagram stories the, the, today, um, 
you know, this whole idea of celebrating others, other people's success and that there's enough for everyone. And that's just something I so inherently know to be true. Like there's, that's not just like a nice feeling thought. Like it's just true that if you are more about collaboration, if you're cheering on other people's success, if you really know that there's enough for everyone, there's, a, there's even more than enough for you. Um, mm-hmm. But there's yep. still, I haven't checked out the poll in the last um, few minutes, obviously, because I've been here with you. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's like 26% voted they're not quite there yet. Wow. Right? And I'm like, huh. oh, okay. Um, and that's really honest um, for them to say that because yeah, I know that that is the, the, general, the general feeling of society as I understand it. Um, you know, people who are not of this growth mindset, who aren't looking to expand and make a contribution and make the, you know, make everything better and growing, you can definitely get into a fixed place of like, I just need enough for me and my family. But that's just truly not the way to thrive. No, it's, it's really not. And, you know, it's something that I don't think Like, I think that our children, your family, my family, are understanding growing up in that mindset where it's, we need to help others and we need to share and we need to give back and we need to contribute. Whereas, you know, I grew up knowing about some of those practices, but not as a really young child. I was much older Mm -hmm. and I think it's just something that, we get caught up in experiencing so many, I think a lot of people get caught up in experiencing so many people that have done them wrong in one circumstance. And I think the difference between um, those experiences and maybe how you and I function is that we leave it with that person, but we don't Mm. move on to the next person and assume that they're also going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just are like, nope, I did that once. I'm done. I'm never doing it again. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's fair. I really Mm -hmm. don't. I really think that other people deserve our time and attention because they're not, we're not all created equal and we're not all the same. So if they do do it, I think that again, you leave that experience with that person, but Mm -hmm. don't apply it to the next. Amen, sister. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I know you have um, Ava at home who needs you. I do. Poor Peanut (laughs) has been so sick. And it's so sad because, you know, just talking about this giving experience on Saturday, she was an incredible little girl. So on, um, when for her, for, um, sorry, I'm, I'm getting hung up on my words here. Just trying to backtrack a little bit how this experience started. So last May, we do fireworks in our neighborhood and Ava Mm -hmm. decided that she wanted to make some rainbow room bracelets and sell them to fireworks. And she said, but I don't want to keep the money for myself, mom. I want to give it back because every year that's, that's what she does. She figures out a way to make some money to then give it to an organization. Mm -hmm. How, whatever the dollar amount is, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And so she, within a matter of uh, like 20 minutes, sold out of all of these rainbow loom bracelets that she and her friends had made and they made $25. And she, you know, that was a big deal. That was a really big deal for her. 
So she then said, well, mom, like Blake received his kick it cape from um, Happy Soul Project, which is another mom. She's actually a local mom, Tara. Uh, Cassidy McCallum and she now lives in Kingston and her daughter Pip has Down syndrome and so she's been an advocate in supporting you know great positive mindsets um, in moms dealing with children with disabilities mm -hmm. and she started Happy Soul Project and then from there um, her best friend Laura Spencer her, her son five years ago yesterday um, passed away of a rare form of cancer and he had been sick for only eight months. It was, it was pretty mm -hmm. horrible. And so Tara had decided to create this foundation as, as a subsidiary of Happy Soul Project called Kick It Capes. And Kick It Capes was something, so Mason was the first recipient of a Kick It Cape which was basically like, I'm here to support you. I'm shrouding you in a cape and I'm here to help you to be um, a, you know, just, just to let you know that even though I'm far away, like I'm sending you all of my love. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it was like, well, wait, kind of maybe we're onto something. There's lots of other little fighters in the world that could use that as well, just to know that someone's on their side. And anyway, so she started this Kick It Kate Foundation. It, her, Ava's brother, Blake, is a recipient of the Kick It Cape, and his is adorned LOL, which is Little Outrageous Littles, his favorite dolls, toys of life. And <laughs> he loves them. And um, so she thought, you know what, Mom? Like, I want to give it back to the organization that gave Blake his cape. So on Saturday, we had this opportunity to go to a sewing bee for Kick It Capes to meet Tara, to spend some time with Laura, and um, to help create these capes for other kids around the world because this organization has gone global. And um, so Tara, Ava met Tara, and she gave her $25 donation of her hard-earned bracelet-making money and uh, felt so proud giving back and spending that day. And then last night around 10.30, she started throwing up. So it's not awesome for her to have that. Yeah. Yeah. She's a trooper through it all. She's just like, I'm okay, mom. I'm okay. I got this. I'm okay. And I'm just, yeah. I'm so proud of her and now she's at home cozy with mama watching christmas movies that's right that's right not so bad not um, so bad okay girl we're gonna wrap this up but i wanted to just give you the invitation to give the moms and the women and maybe even some some dudes listening because i always yeah. say like we gotta shout out all of the men and women who are supporting all of the ambitious mamas out there yes. um but what is something actionable um, that people can do that you think is kind of universal that will help everyone feel like some, my, my saying that I love of life, you've got this, like that inner yeah. feeling of like, I've got this, you know, what is yeah. something they can do at the domestic level, the organizational level? What is one thing you think will make a difference that they can apply after listening to this? Yeah. So I think that one of the biggest things that I would love to have more families doing is to have that dialogue of splitting up those jobs of what feels really good to you and then just owning that and not feeling like you have to be the, the meal preparer. 
Um, but you can contribute to that role of, prep of prepping meals in a different way. So I bring that one up because that is something that is not my favorite thing to do. And, but my husband is an incredible cook. So he just doesn't like doing, acquiring the groceries for it. So I have my creative ways of, of getting that in the house. And then he makes the most fabulous meals. And so it doesn't feel like it's such a burden or a stress on either of us because it's a shared activity. So find that one thing in your house that is maybe an activity that you love, but you know your spouse loathes mm -hmm. and find a way to do it together and incorporating the children in that if you have children. And if you yes. don't, making that plan so that when you do have children, that that is ready to go to, you know, hit the ground running with them present. Absolutely. That's amazing. Cause we've all got to eat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You do. And I think that that meal prep where it's like, Oh, I got to go home and make dinner is a huge stressor for a lot of families. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the other thing that we do, cause I love me, I do love making soups. So we'll make big batch soups and, you know, we'll freeze them in mason jars. Um, not full to the top cause they will crack in the freezer. So leave, you know, a good inch and a half at the top of the largest Mason jar and throw it in the freezer. And then you've got a quick, healthy meal. So batch cooking is another, another tip. And I think a lot of people do that already, but it's definitely something that can help. Um, and I guess because it's, you know, nearing Christmas time, the, the biggest tip that I would recommend and I know that there's a lot of people that are resistant to this but having bins doing the bin shopping so you have rubbermaid tubs and it's labeled for your children um, and your spouse and whoever you have to buy for and each person has their own bin and you go out you do your shopping all year long so start now, even if you're done your Christmas shopping, start now looking for things on sale for next Christmas. It could be little things, but once it could be for birthdays too. And once their bin is full, then you're done. You don't have to keep shopping. So it's a money saving tool as well as a organizational tool. And I learned that out of need because, um, we had a lot of unexpected things kind of happen in our life. And this was a way that I could ensure that I had the things that I needed for our daughter um, to make sure that she had a really nice Christmas and a really nice birthday without having to be stressed to go out shopping to find the thing. Yes. It's such a good tip. And I like, so Krista told me this, I don't know how long ago, Mm -hmm. Did not do it for this year, but yes. I did start, there was one bin and it's just kind yeah. of a, uh, just an array of random things I picked up for like those last minute gifts for things yeah. for my nieces. And now it's like, I'm a, even though I haven't really started a lot of my shopping yet, like I'm still mm -hmm. not starting from ground zero. So yeah. thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. My love to you and Ava and thank enjoy you. this cozy, beautiful, sunny winter day here in Southern Ontario. And you guys stay tuned for lots of good things coming from Krista. She's just like, I love how you're embracing your brand. I love how you're bringing your gifts to the world. 
and uh, we're doing lots of good things together. So I'm so lucky to have you in my life. Oh, thank you so much for your time, energy, and love. I appreciate Amazing. you. Amazing. Love you. Okay. Awesome show. Love I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. There we have it. That is just like a little appetizer from the domestic ginger. Literally, an appetizer. <laughs> so I would recommend following her for sure. And like maybe you feel like you're like her, like you are totally loving all things domestic, you love all those things, or maybe you're just like, oh no, like that's, you're so far from that, like I really was, <laughs> but again, like just be open to, to feeling more confident in every area of your life, and learning from women who have, for whatever reason, they've just found ways to hack, mom hack, life hack. I love it. I love that we can all share our strengths and grow together. And back to the Instagram um, poll there. You guys, collaboration wins. Cheering each other on wins. That's how you succeed in life. There's enough for all of us to thrive in every way. So lean in to another woman. Lean into someone else and say like, how can I help you? And like share things that are just working so well for you and that are so natural to you. Because what comes natural to you doesn't necessarily come natural to everyone, right? And I think that's where we can all become stronger together. So thanks for being on this journey and stay tuned for, there's at least five more on my calendar of interviews coming. So, so much goodness coming. Talk soon. Bye, ladies.